Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's John Sonmez from SimpleProgrammer.com. And uh, today I have uh, Jennifer Hay with me. uh, And and we are going to be talking about a topic that I know a lot of you developers have been asking me about. Um, it's a topic I've written about a lot, and uh, and it's resumes, and uh, and I, I, you really want to talk to Jennifer because she knows all about resumes. She's a professional resume writer for the tech industry. She she can help you write your resume. So um, so she's the perfect person to ask. So so thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, Jennifer. Well, you're I um, I hope that I can uh, um, meet your expectations. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you, you can. Why don't you, why don't you tell uh, everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, first of all? Um, my background. Well, my background is really more specifically in uh, business intelligence and data warehousing. So that's where I started out at the University of Washington as part of their team, and then I went on to work for the Data Warehousing Institute. Um, and then you know, 2008 hit. And I was unemployed, and so I decided that to kind of use my writing skills and so forth, and my tech background, and uh, this is where I ended up. Awesome. So, okay. And uh, and how long have you been doing uh, re- resume, professional resume writing? Oh my goodness, seven or eight years now. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, and what uh, I guess a good good way to start us off is uh, a lot of a lot of software developers. They think their resume is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Do, when you see a software developer resume, no offense. I mean, software developers. Okay, we're good at writing code. We're, we're you know, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily bad at writing. But when you see someone's resume in general, what what do you see? Okay, the the thing I have, and I, and I'll tell you that sometimes the, the the geeky software developers are my favorite people. Okay, because there's the most opportunity to do mm-hmm. a really great job. Okay, so that's how that's how those projects start. So that one of the things is people get a little bit too attached to the technology, though. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you that one of the struggles I have, um, I don't want to call them my older guys, but <laughs> so one of the struggles I have is that they have trouble letting go of the technology, even though things may have changed and so forth. So part of it, and I, what, I, what I say to people, when you're, especially when you're looking at the older parts of your resume, is think in terms of what is this going to mean to someone who's, who maybe was... Um, in junior high school when you did this and so forth. So it's for your later stuff, it's more about what you did as opposed to the technology that you used. Okay. And that's, that's one thing that's often missing is sort of like the connection, the why connection, right? You may get 
the, the technical connection, but you need to think in terms of what's going to be more meaningful for someone who may, maybe needs a particular skill set and so forth. Um, so that's the first thing to do and think in terms of why was I doing this? You know, why was the project funded? Why am I spending the time on this? So that's one of the biggest challenges. Okay, okay, that makes all the sense. So instead of focusing so much on, I use C++, blah, 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 yes. like technology, yes. I built a bridge. They don't care if it's me, if you used wood or if you used steel, like it's, <laughs> it's the new, the new tech, the, like can you build a bridge? And yes. that's what they want to know. That's timeless, right? That's. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that one of the challenges is, okay, so you look at a job description and they, they actually will list all the technology that they need. Right. And a lot of times you're like, is there actually a living person that could fulfill all these requirements? <laughs> and so you got to think that um, if you know one type of technology, you're going to pick up another one. It's, it's just you get into IT because you love the problem solving. You like figuring stuff out. Right? I'm guessing that was part of what attracted you. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, so you need to, um, well, anyway, so that, that, that's just part of to, to think about why you were doing something. And especially like, for example, if you're doing anything with embedded technology, that actually gets worse because you're even more kind of separated from the original project. So it's just thinking in terms of why, you know, why were you working on it? Um, and that's one of the exercises I go, with, go through with people. Let's talk about what was the overall challenge. Why why were you brought into the project? And you know what I was actually reading? You did a thing with uh, contractors starting their own business. Yeah. So I was taking a look at that. And do you mind if I just talk about that a little bit? Oh, no. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. So the thing is that with the... Um, with the people's contracting, you even have to be a little bit closer to the business than maybe you might not otherwise have to be. Like, so for example, if you're, you know, for technical, you're looking at a, an IT department and so forth, you might get away with being a little bit more technical. But when you start talking to clients and whatever, they want both. Right. So you need to think in terms of um, how would you express that, that business value. And it's so elusive. You know, people think about the ROI and that's, that doesn't make sense. You need to think about how did the technical team benefit and then how the business benefited. So when you write, when you're a contractor and you're writing your resume, put it out there, put down what was the, what was the primary challenge with the project? Why was the project funded? Put that on your resume. All right. I see. Okay. That, to actually, um, actually to tell them that, um, anyway, so I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but that's, um, just make it a little bit more engaging. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It gives them a little bit more background behind it so they can see themselves in a similar situation maybe and see how you could have solved their problem. Right. Exactly. And also they want to see your, your interest and your passion. You know, and you don't want in your resume, you can say, well, I'm passionate about this or that. But you can express that. You know, when you're talking about your projects, if you're just talking about the technology, that's not particularly engaging. Right. So why not get into something that talks about the specific challenge? Um, like for, okay, this is just an example. I had one guy that had to implement, it was, it was an ERP system. He had to implement the ERP system that, and the system had been purchased by the president of the company because he liked the salesperson. 
Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, see you're seeing where this where this story is going, right? Yeah. Yep. So he still has to implement it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it the system was a, a bur he didn't need this huge system. So the story was about how he made this work. All right. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and when if you're in an interview, can you see that resonating with people? Oh, yeah. 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 You know? yeah. Yeah. They think the same thing. They think, oh well, yeah, this <laughs> this is a bad thing, but this guy is able to turn something bad and uh, turn something around that was bad and make it good. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my ear, my eye. I have a my eyes water when I'm laughing and stuff. Oh. So, okay. So, um, so maybe, um, maybe tell me a little bit about some of the, the biggest mistakes that you see. We talked about a few of them, but maybe some of the yeah. biggest mistakes you see, especially with software developers with their resume. Um, let me see. First of all, mm, okay. One challenge that I see is not just with software developers, but a lot of people think that there, there are certain rules about how long your resume should be, you know, oh, okay. page. oh my God, I've heard people when people, you know, one page that was popular 15 years ago, two pages popular six or seven years ago. And what they do is they want to limit because, or they, uh, because, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they, they think that there's specific resume rules and they don't want to include things on your resume that actually would be valuable. See, what you can do is you can set up your resume so that you're talking about the overall achievement and so forth, but you can use sub-bullets that draw out your personality, like for example, if you want to show more leadership skills. Okay. If you're using a storytelling process, first of all, you want you don't want to just say, I lead teams, you know, whatever. That's fine, but engage, you know, talk about a specific project. If you were working on a project and there was a particular troublesome thing, like, for example, people uh, want to veer away from the particular challenges in the company because they don't want to be a, appear to be negative. But you can still approach those. I mean, there's, um, I mean, like, I had one guy who started his job. He went in, and they had fans on the floor. Okay. <laughs> because, because everything, the systems were overheating. So, oh, gosh. Yeah, but, that's okay. a great story. So, <laughs> yeah, so that. But think about when you're when you're even for software developers, even if you're, you know, that maybe what you're doing is not so much of a business contribution, but a technical team contribution. Right. right? It's not always specifically about only about the business. Sometimes what you're doing is you're contributing to this team so they can then go on and, and whatever it is that you're doing. If you're, uh, if you're participating in the software development or, or for uh, products or services or whatever, and you want to think about what's your contribution. And that's one thing I don't see a lot, mm -hmm. right? It's just about I implemented using this technology. Talk to me about who you work with. Right. You know, okay. If you're, because especially if, if you're working as part of a software development person, talk about your relationships with the other team members, because a lot of this has to do with a culture fit. Right. I see. Yeah. You know? And so you want, don't, you know, don't make the person kind of imagine if you're a good person or not. And, and saying that you're a good culture fit will never work. Right. So describe Describe those things that are important to you. And I know this seems odd and people say, well, how am I going to fit that in? You would be amazed. Just 
first, you know, you just if you just write out this information and then either do it yourself or hire someone to condense it down into a nice, tight story. Yes. It, 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 really interesting. Some of the things that you're saying here are reminding me of, of copywriting technique. Like, uh, and I always tell developers that your resume is like an ad. It's your ad for yourself. Yes. It's an advertisement. Yes. And, and that's, I think that's, that's one of the skills that I think someone like you possesses, but a developer doesn't necessarily possess. Like, you know, uh, it, it takes a special skill to do that, right? I mean, it's not... Yes. It's not like you just can suddenly write a concise story, and even to know to use a storytelling process. I think that you know that's that's uh, something that I think developers just don't even really think about, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, when you think about it, okay, there's you know, there's new product development, the fancy stuff or whatever. But what about the maintenance programmers? Right. Okay. I mean, people. I don't know. It always seems like when you go into ID departments, those are the junior staff bringing the junior staff to do the maintenance programming. When in fact, that's one of the. I'll tell you that I've the most skilled people I've met are the people that can maintain systems that were created by others. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yes, the ability to be able to go in there and understand how people think and so forth. Those, why not in your resume if that's what you're really good at? You know, people always downplay that. The maintenance program, that's boring. You know, nobody, that's, nobody wants to do that. But that's, in fact, one of the most creative parts right. of programming, at least from my perspective, you know. So um, you've got to think about kind of those, that value as part of your value proposition. That makes sense. And and I guess most, I mean, most jobs, you know, when they put their job uh, requirements out there, they don't really say you're going to be doing maintenance, but you're, <laughs> but you're going to be doing maintenance. <laughs> so, so they want to know that you did it and you did it good and you're happy doing it. And you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or not, maybe not happy, but you tolerate. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is that it can be for a lot of people, especially if you've got multiple people that were involved in the code, which most likely do that the fact it's very creative. It's yes. Creative. You know, it's it's a puzzle. It's a puzzling exercise. Very so true. some people, you know, might really enjoy, maybe not full time, but might really enjoy that. Now, what about um, I've got a lot of people in in the simple programmer audience who are and and it would this was me at one point. I eventually got went back and get got my degree, but uh, but there are developers that don't have their degree yet. Mm -hmm. And this is always like a sore spot, especially it come on resume, right? Because I remember when I was trying to write my resume, I would be like, well, I'm definitely not putting education at the top, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and then I'm, you know, trying to hide it as much as possible, incomplete mm -hmm. degree, you know, or, you know, projected future date of degree. And that always seemed yeah. lame to me. And yeah. so, so what do you think about this? Like, what should someone, if you, if, if they don't have their degree yet, maybe they're working on it, maybe they're not, how should they handle that on a resume uh, when they write their resume? Um, that's a real challenge because the fact is that because most applicant tracking systems you know, are going to see your resume first, yeah, and if you don't get that, <laughs> that BS or MBA or whatever, um, there's a couple, I don't want to call them tricks because you never want to be dishonest. You right. don't even want to skirt that issue. Exactly. Totally agree. But yeah. 
you probably have seen this, and you, you sort of alluded to that a second ago, is that there's ways that you can talk about if you're in the loop, if you're actually, if you're actively pursuing, um, you can certainly say that, you know, actively pursuing the expected graduation date, not four years in the future. I've seen that. Somebody <laughs> just, it just registered. Like, no, we can't do that. No. <laughs> but it, let's say that you've got a good solid year. You got okay. good toward, you know, you can start to talk about that you're working toward, and maybe then you just talk about your associate's degree or something like that. You can talk about working toward that, but be really clear, you know, or what you can do is like, for example, if, if you're done and you're really not going back, you can say that you completed, you know, uh, two years and maybe even um, include some courses. Like I actually wrote, um, I've got a book on, on Amazon about writing resumes for people that have returned to school or recently graduated. Oh, okay. I have lots of examples in there. They can, if people want to look that up. But, um, whoops. Oops. <laughs> Lost my glasses. I used my other ones. Um, so, I'm sorry, I kind of deviated from, I think I deviated from the question there for a moment. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're saying that uh, you wrote a book about how because we we're talking oh. about the college. You know, if you if you don't have college, how do you deal with that on your resume? Or you haven't completed your degree? Yeah, and actually, you know, what I did for one person that was really interesting is that he had gone to three different schools, right. and when you added up everything and you looked at, I looked at all the courses that he had taken and so forth. I ended up saying that he had the, and we checked it off. This was <laughs> checked it off against the requirements and so forth. I actually said that he had the equivalent of um, like a, a, you know, of a degree. And then we listed everything. And then, but you know, as long as it's easy for people to understand and it makes sense to them, and it, they're not going to think that the person's being devious, it's perfectly fine to do that. Right now, what if you don't have any schooling or anything at all? Um, what what you know, is there a way that you can kind of structure your resume to more highlight this, the skills or the experience or how would you recommend someone to go about it with that process? You know, part of it is everybody says this, that once you've started and you've got a couple years of experience, that the degree and the certifications aren't nearly that um, important, but you know, there's lots of companies that they just want that BS degree. Yeah. Um, that's, I haven't actually had that. People have always, you know, that they've taken a course or we can even, um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes the, the reality is you don't have the degree. Right. And you don't want to say that you've got something or that you're pursuing it if you're really not. Or, um, I don't know. Um, that just have to be a discussion and maybe that's just part of you don't have that degree and what you need to do is you need to network more. But the thing is that most times, you know, using Monster and Dice or whatever, those are just a waste of your time. Right, exactly. You know? I mean, go ahead and do that so it makes you feel better. But the reality is you want to network into companies. You exactly. Know, you want to use, LinkedIn's a tremendous resource. So you want to make those connections with people where the degree just isn't going to matter as much. And, and even if you have the degree, you still need to use a more customized job search. Right, exactly. Right, right. So, yeah, you should be tailoring it to the job, not just blasting. A lot of people blast out like 500 resumes. Yeah. And that's. Who cares just, about that? It's a yeah. waste of time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely challenges, and and you know, definitely, I, I recommend to developers to market themselves, to build a reputation, brand, to network, to do things that, because so, that you 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 don't want to come in the first time a company's ever heard of you is not because your resume came up on someone's computer system or a desk. That doesn't, to me, yeah. that, I mean, it, it's good to have a really good resume, of course, but but I to, to me, it they, that shouldn't have been the first time they heard of you. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the thing is that if people don't have, like they don't have a degree, people often are having certifications. They've yeah. done some cut, they've gone through some kind of educational process, right? right? And those are the kinds of things that you can highlight if you have different, um, like I've had uh, quite a few people actually that are going back for their security certifications, you know, in light of all the data breaches and everything. So they're going back, they're going back for that. So. Sure. You know, if you don't have the degree, then maybe you want to focus in a lot. If you're getting new certifications that are that fit the the new market and so forth, then you can certainly focus in on those. Okay. Okay. Now, what about um, what about specializing, like creating a specialized resume? I think you know one one piece of advice I give to software developers all the time is that they need to have some kind of specialization. That uh, I think I think uh, I made this mistake a lot in the past, or at least I, at least I thought it was a mistake. Is I used to plat list all these skills on my resume. There's like all these old skills and C and all this stuff that every every operating system. Oh, I can use Word. And Excel, and like, and I'm, a, you know, and uh, and I see this a lot of times. Uh, what, what, instead of now, I think I try to tell people to be very, very focused. Like, have a like, they should be able to say, "You are the person who does this." Like, you know, uh, what what do you think about oh, resume towards that? That's that's one. Okay, when you're talking about like the big mistakes people make, okay. Their technology section. Like well, I was talking about, people have a hard time letting go of technology. I, I actually told one. Uh, I actually looked at one person's resume and I said, "You know, your resume is not an antiques roadshow." <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> because because you're there's this like if you have too much of the older stuff, then you're letting the reader decide. You yeah. can do the older stuff, okay? And if that stuff bores you to tears now then what's the point? So you got to think you're communicating stuff too much old stuff, then you need to, you know, then, and so it's a balance. You want a little bit more. So then you, uh, you get rid of some of the older stuff. Maybe a more employable place is someone you can handle newer stuff and some of the older stuff. Right. Right. You know? Cause that's everybody's got, I had <laughs> at the university of Washington, the common statement was that we're developing um, legacy systems all the time. <laughs> Or it was like, oh no, we're building new legacy systems every day. Nice. <laughs> so because there's always going to be old stuff. Exactly. So then you can do that middle of the road things. Or if you just want the newer stuff, you might have to decide to let go. Even if you did some really cool things, you might have to decide to let go with that. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it based on the like 15 page resumes that I see sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of developers have trouble letting go of their. Of their pet because they don't want to leave anything out. <laughs> I've actually had extensive conversations with people about batch processing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and and the fact that no, we we can include that if you really really want. <laughs> but trust me that we're getting into older territory here, you know. So that but that and sometimes you just need to have a conversation with people that say no. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we're, we're not including that. So. 
Now, what about the visual presentation of, of a resume? I think a, a lot of developers also, they're kind of in this mindset of, oh, I don't like to play that game. I, I, they should look at my skills and hire me. Uh, they, they want this, uh, what's it called, meteorocracy. M- like they want it to be just based on skill and yeah. they should just be able to have a double, double, double uh, spaced monotype, you know, single font resume that just says the facts, you know. Uh, what do you think about that? Actually, I, you know what, the resume style that I see for a lot of um, software developers is tiny font. Yeah. <laughs> and no space. No right. space. Got to fill all that thing. I got all those technologies. I got to pack them all in there, right? Yeah, because we're, we're not, and I'm like, when you code, do you not ever add space? <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's, I see that a lot. We want to get as much as possible. And if it's really tiny, well, they can just increase <laughs> view I mean they can just blow it up so um, yeah you want to you want to stay away from that loose loosen up a little bit you know relax have a glass of wine right <laughs> Make, use a bigger font style okay so I mean that's 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 gonna be really important than how that you know how the information is presented so okay okay yeah yeah so that I mean and then when people look at it right I mean like I think that's it makes an impression right like if you see something that looks beautiful even if before you've read it you you feel good about that person yeah. right it's like and, and you know first of all you gotta you know I'll use images in yes yeah. all right more likely to do that in Europe because they don't use they don't use a lot of the applicant tracking systems that we do here right so and they you know as you would imagine those systems are not going to be able to parse out if you put an image in there or whatever but you can add color to your resume yeah you no know, make it stand out a little bit i've actually i use i've used images for all different kinds of things i did a i actually i did one for a data center manager and what it did is so i'm not going obviously i'm not tar- talking to specifically about RI, but in an indirect way. So what we did is we talked about the increase in servers versus the increase in capabilities. And I did this graph. And so that communicated kind of his brand. So yes, it's perfectly fine if you want to bring out color. And I, I do have people that say that, well, that's that that looks that doesn't look like other resumes. I'm like, well, that's exactly the point. Yes, exactly. Point. You know, you don't want anything outrageous, but you can make it attractive and and just so it's easier for people to to read through the resume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense to so get get noticed a little bit, so that you know exactly. just blend in with everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so so uh, another question here is um, I, I think also I mean obviously I don't want to put too too much emphasis like we said we talked about networking and marketing yourself and you know really. Not not just having the resume be the only thing, but how important is a good resume? Like in terms of, I always talk about that. You know, we again, we can't, we don't really have to talk exact ROI numbers because who knows what those are. But I mean, I invested in professional resume writing when I was a developer, and I noticed a huge result for me. What do you think? Like a like, what are kind of some maybe some stories or, or results that you've seen where maybe someone wasn't able to get a job or they were you know, it made a big difference on having a, a really good resume versus a bad one. You see, it's not just the resume; it should be the process. Okay. The process for like you know, if you go in and you have your resume written and there's a 20 minute call and that's pretty much it, 
then you get the document and you weren't involved in the process for that. So right. one of the main things is that, you know, I don't, just about everybody hates to go in for a job interview. Um, there might be those few people that really enjoy that process. But so, so, so you hate that process and you're like, you know, you're going to get, they're going to ask you, well, tell me about a project you worked on was, was particularly challenging or whatever. And you're like, you, those dreaded interview questions. So creating your resume should be about preparing for the interview. Right. Right. Exactly. It should be. And, um, I mean, that's, uh, let me just describe how I, I, how I work and everybody has their, has their process. So what I, my clients actually do is they have to write out stories about the projects and the story I tell them, it's like a brain dump. I said, don't yeah. filter it out. You know, it can be as casual as, you know, I came into the office Monday and the servers are down or, or whatever. So it's just a narrative because you want to know the ins and outs. And that's when your personality comes out and so forth and, and all the details. So this is the information that you can then include in your resume. So you want to go, you want to kind of do a brain dump, get all the information together and then make that decision. Right. So like, for example, let's say that, uh, you know, you, you don't really want to do your resume. You want to prep for it. All you have to do is make an audio file just and like you're you're describing the project that you know when you came in and who what were the issues and so forth just to get the information down right, right. you're going to forget about it right that's painful that's the see it's hard to go back well okay four years ago what was that exactly so um yeah just do something as easy just do a little audio file the, the project was success, successful it's on your mind do this little file make it easier for yourself Right. You know, so then you so then you have the information together, and the fact is that you're going to have to create a, a, a resume and then customize it. Right. Exactly. Job. Yes. <laughs> each, for each job, people <laughs> hear that. That's why you can't blast five thousand resumes out because you can't customize. Exactly. You only need to get one job anyway. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have to come at it from five thousand different ways. Right. <laughs> So, so, so that's, yeah, so that's what you're going to have to do. But the customization is that you don't want to be a completely different personality. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Like on LinkedIn, you can't be five people. You know, you got to be one person. So you can't step away from that. You know, you need to know who you are. You can't want to become a CIO, but, hey, I'd really be willing to do embedded software development, too, if that was available. So, you know, you got to kind of decide what's, what's your career path. But right. you know, when I t actually, do you mind if I deviate there for just? Oh a no, second? go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So the thing is that I, I actually this is based on I, I another resume writer wrote something and I thought this isn't right, and he was just saying about how planning your career, right? Okay. That you you need to have it structured. You need to think and plan what you're what are you going to be doing? And I, I after that after I read that article, I thought to myself, I don't know of anybody that planned their career yeah let me ask you did you plan this out was this kind of what you envisioned oh no i had no idea i mean <laughs> if you would have told me that i'd be like my job would be interviewing people and writing and oh if you told me my job was writing which my job is primarily writing now that that would be my i would have said i i got a d in english there's no way you know no way um but but i but there is something that i did do which is and, and, and I always tell people like, because everyone says, oh, what's your five-year plan? 
Okay, I, I, I look forward to the future and I have like, I can see really distantly in the, it's blurry of where I wanna go and I head that direction. And, yeah. and, I, and I have a very, like in front of me, if you tell me, if you, if you say, what are you doing next week, John, or next month, I have a really solid plan. You got to plan that out. You got to yeah. know what you're, but, but far out, you can only see, you got to be heading a direction, but, but then when you actually get closer, you revise it. You know, I'm constantly revising where I see myself in three to, three to five years from now, because you, you don't know what, I mean, you can't, no you idea. can't plan that out. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the thing is that, so, and I kind of laughed at that because I thought, People, I mean, this is just my impression. People get into IT. Well, there's those people because they want a, a more stable job history or a job. But most people get in because they're fascinated by it, right? right? And so what happens is you're in a company. There's a technology that comes out. There's an opportunity to be involved in the project, you know, or you, it's, it's an, uh, for me, I think most people succeed in IT. It's um, opportunity-based. Right. Okay. Yep. Something comes up, you hear about a great something, and you jump on it, you know. And so I think that's most people how you're, you know, you're, and then opportunity comes up and you want to take advantage of it. And I think people are going to be most successful when they can be a little bit flexible and flexible and agile in, in the in the type of work that they're doing. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, it doesn't mean you don't plan anything. You you know what you're like. You plan your training and how you're going to develop as a person and become better. But then you leave yourself open for opportunity to change the the direction. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not. It is not the same as becoming an insurance, working in insurance, or something like that, where it's all very structured and very exactly. out. Right? And actually, we don't want it to be that way anyway. Right. So, yeah. Right. But 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 I um and tell me what you think about this. But I think when you actually like prepare your cover letter and your resume, it's it's almost the opposite. It's like you 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 want to appear like you're the perfect like this. What is exactly what you want to do? Like that that you're you want to focus it directly to that job so that it's it's um as if it is your plan. Even though I mean things may change in the future, but right is that like because I think a lot of people like you said, I I've heard it I've said it myself is uh, you know, oh, well, I would take a CIO job or I would or I could do a software development or I could do this and it's like no, 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 just like if you tell people you're a jack of all trades, they're going to think that you're you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, man. You know that jack of all trades, though. Now it was. It. This is uh, just how I see it. That there were. You know, there were some time when people wanted lots of drill down. All right. You got to be a very specific. Now it's the jack of all trades, but a lot of people are concerned about that. And people say that. Well, you know, I don't. I do a little bit of everything, and um, for a lot of companies, that's really sellable. I see. You know, okay. Okay. It's. It's not a bad thing. That especially with it, if you're going to talk about a resource constrained environment and so forth, that yeah, you're going to be doing a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah. Okay, so you could sell that as a as a plus, I, I suppose. Yeah, why not? Why not just say that the the thing is that you're selling adaptability. All right. 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 And the number one thing I think for companies now, you know, for like in the 2000s, it was a cost reduction, right? Because it's a tremendous opportunity, you know, 40%, 50%, you know, process improvement or process automation, you had lots of that. Now it's innovation and how, you know, it's hard to put, hard to put a number around that. 
and with innovation you have to have flexibility adaptability so it's not just about so one big message now is business agility right you know, throw that around it's getting overused but that's the reality that companies have to be agile the same thing is true in within the technical departments and it's not just about the you know whatever the methodology that's being used it's about how you think and how you respond and if you're going to if you're going to be adaptable to that then companies are going to love you right exactly yep totally agree yep you know and one thing that you can do oh here this is just a going on another tangent but let's say that you don't see for software developers this is why it's so much easier for them to find IT jobs using new technology. All you have to do is use the new technology. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So, like, okay, here's an example. I had one guy. In, so, in the LinkedIn, you know, your LinkedIn profile in your summary, you can it can be anything. So, what we talked about is the guy had developed software for Legoland. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. The Legoland in California is amazing. There's landscapes. And um, so, what he did is in his free time, because he loves, he's passionate about software development, he created the software so they know all the different pieces and how many they need and the colors. Legoland actually uses his software. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's he a great simply yeah. did this because of the sheer love of that. Okay. Yeah. So, you can include that on your resume. <laughs> you right. have. A built-in, all you have to do is create an environment, a development environment, get the software, use it. You can put that in your resume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows passion. It shows uh, exactly. competency. And it's an interesting story. I mean, I'm exactly. in the story, right? I'm going to actually read that resume as opposed to scan. Because I scan the lines when I'm interviewing developers. I know I scan, uh, did this, blah, 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 spear, oh. spearheaded, spearheaded. <laughs> And then, but then if I saw, oh, created the software used by Lego, you know, that's Lego, pretty cool. Yeah. There's like, you know, you could even, <laughs> you could even put a tiny little image of one of their, their like, it, it is actually, I actually went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the New York landscape or so you could put a little image there. So that, but do you see where for for software developers there's tremendous opportunity you can get into you can become a software developer you know if you just start out create your own projects and so forth or you know um, I don't know get somebody to sponsor you yeah <laughs> you know? I mean there's different ways that you can you can present this and be completely truthful about what you're doing people want someone who's pay software developers in particular they want that you you mentioned it at the beginning the enthusiasm yeah and passion yeah yeah that makes sense so so it sounds like i mean it's interesting you know just talking to you i think a lot of i mean my impression has changed over the years but i think a lot of software developers maybe the impression or a lot of people in general that resume is kind of the boring thing that you do that you just have to do they don't really see it as a creative process but talking to you exactly. it's obvious this is a total creative process this isn't exactly. just stating the facts this is telling a story this is personality this is more than just what tech this list of technologies you've used yeah and when you think and actually when you think about it it's mm -hmm. very visual yeah okay? Uh, even if you're just talking about a workflow diagram, I mean, it's very visual. And so people can use that. You right. know, you can even, I put, um, 
audios and uh, videos in resumes. I put PowerPoint presentations. So there's a lot of ways that you can show what you do. And maybe you, you can create a, you know, not a collage, but you can create, you can use the images yeah. that you use. And the thing is that people communicate differently. You know, some people do, but you, well, using a good image, you can create tremendous amount of information very quickly and easily that people can capture that right away. Now, on the flip side, you got to be careful because some people are truly awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> images. But, um, but, you know, so you can, you want to use that to engage and, uh, you know, the, the Apple thing to like the customer. Exactly. <laughs> like yes. Awesome. That's a great way to think. I mean, I don't think in, you know, I think if you think about the lighting, the person who reads your resume, I think that's, that's great. I love it. So, so Jennifer, um, I, I want to, uh, well, first of all, before we get to the, you know, where they can find you, I do want to just emphasize my point. I've said a lot of times, I'll say it again, use a professional resume writer. It's worth the investment. So worth the investment, for the, you know, however much you spend. Gosh, because they're gonna they're gonna help you to write a much better resume. And if you get it, if it increases your your income by ten percent, which is pretty dang easy to. In in my experience, I I I got huge boosts in my income just by having a good resume that that made it so I got a lot more job offers, a lot more interviews, which resulted in a lot more job offers. Um, so so I think it's well worth it. But um, so I'm I'm enough of me selling that idea. If, if someone agrees with me and they want to uh, use your services to, to get the resume written, where, where can they go and, uh, and how can they get in contact with you? I'm just, I'm at um, itresumeservice.com. Jennifer Hay, itresumeservice.com. Awesome, awesome. I'm delighted. You know, and the thing is that my process isn't going to be for everyone because, I, you know, it's, it's fairly time-consuming and so forth. So what I do, if anybody's interested, I set up an initial call. We'll chat, see if, if you like how I work, and, um, and then, you know, see if we're a good match or not. So. Awesome. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. Uh, Jennifer, you're someone who I've recommended a long time. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people that have come come through and uh, and use your services. So that's why um, I, I recommend you. I think I even in my soft skills book, I even you know have a link that you know talking about, about you because I talk about getting a professional professionally <laughs> written resume. So important. Um, so thanks, thanks again. I think this will be great. A lot of, a lot of good info. I appreciate, I, yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. I mean, I've just, um, obviously I've followed you for a long time and so forth. So I always like getting your emails. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll get some, some uh, resumes, some, some good resumes. Cause next time I want to look, I look at developer resume. I want to see one that's, that has a story <laughs> that's interesting that, that, uh, that delights me. So I, I will, I tell you what, I'll be on the lookout. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. So if, next time you see a good one, that'd be, I'd love, I'd love to see it. So boy, yeah, you'd be amazed. <laughs> okay. So I'll save, I'll save the next one for you. Okay, awesome. All right, Jennifer. Thanks uh thanks for joining us. Great, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay.